Welcome to More to Come, Pediatric Comics World's bi-weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I am also the co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat, www.comicsbeat.com. And our, our usual uh, uh, podcast producer, uh, Kate Fitzsimmons, she's uh, unable to be with, be with us today, but she'll be back in the future. And future episodes. Uh, I am calling in remotely yes. from WonderCon, uh, on, on the scene reporting from Anaheim. I and, love it. Uh, so uh, that's my remote uh, remote call-in tones. A, a big step forward for more to come in uh, technical capabilities. I'm calling uh, <laughs> remotely from my apartment on the Lower East Side. <laughs> but um, what we're going to be talking about today, um, uh, we're going to do a brief more to come, but uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about returning uh, from South by Southwest, the big uh, technology business culture mashup that's uh, held every year in, in Austin, Texas. And Heidi? I will be talking up here from WonderCon, which for the first time is being held in Anaheim, and um, you know all the big announcements and what people are talking about and what they were doing in the bar and uh, whether we'll be here next year. Okay. So. So, since your event is you're in the middle of uh, of an event uh, as it's happening, you want to let's shall we start with WonderCon? Uh, well, you know, let's um, sure let's talk about WonderCon. Um, mm-hmm. WonderCon is normally held in mm-hmm. Northern California. It was started in Oakland. About 25 years ago, I believe, and then shifted to San Francisco maybe eight or nine, ten years ago, and uh, has been held in Northern California every year except this year because uh, the Moscone Center, which is where it was held in San Francisco, had uh, construction and was unable to give the con a date. So they moved it to Anaheim, which is a very different uh, place than mm-hmm. San Francisco. Uh, so big question marks, you know, how would it be? Would people come? Um, there was grave question marks thrown yesterday when it rained, uh-huh. which uh, is not so unusual in most parts of the country, but here is cause for alarm. However, there was a big crowd, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking briefly to some of the Comic-Con folks who run it in the bar on Friday, and they were pointing out, like, you know, this is really a first-year show for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new... I mean, it's not like everybody got on the train from <laughs> San Francisco or a car and bust on down here. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, uh, you could tell the, the crowd is mostly local. But uh, as, as someone pointed out, uh, they just s- put the San Diego Comic-Con tickets on sale um, a couple of weeks ago, and they sold out in an hour and 33 minutes. Yes, new so record. <laughs> I think there's quite a few people who thought, oh, I couldn't get a ticket to Comic-Con, oh, so I guess yeah. I'll go to WonderCon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of families here. It's it's uh, definitely a um, – uh, it, it, it was pretty packed yesterday. Uh-huh. On the it's it definitely um, – people seem to be selling things. I mean, you always get a mix, but I talked to a couple people who said their sales are way better than they ever were at, at WonderCon. And, uh, interesting. And yeah. Now, this so, is interesting with the, the backdrop uh, being, of course, that, that – um, uh, the uh, anime, uh, uh, excuse me, anime. The Anaheim people, uh, as well as others, have sort of been uh, stalking uh, Comic Con and trying to get shows and trying to get a comic show right. permanently in Anaheim. Obviously, this is, uh, you know, I'm sure there's much discussion about whether uh, WonderCon after this. Well, right, and it really depends on Moscone. And I've been assured that this is not a move to move the show to Anaheim. Uh, this is not people want to do it in Anaheim, although there's nothing wrong with Anaheim. But sure. it's just mm-hmm. uh, actually from the, the reading the beat, it sounds like Anaheim was had some um, pluses. 
Uh, well, it, it's definitely, you know, the Anaheim Convention Center lobbied very hard two years ago when it looked like San Diego Con might move from San Diego. Right. And the two most realistic contenders were Los Angeles mm-hmm. and Anaheim Convention Centers. And both really would love to get the big Comic-Con sure. to come there, obviously. Sure. Um, Anaheim is, I think, the second biggest convention center in the u.s Mm -hmm. um it is enormous we have Mm -hmm. simultaneously a volleyball tournament going on and a cheerleading tournament and they are huge i mean you could probably (laughs) fit two san diego show floors on the the convention floor here because it's just immense so it has the size there's lots of hotels um but you're also competing with disneyland and uh i mean i'm here at the headquarters hotel which is the hilton right across the street and Mm -hmm. i mean literally uh, I got on the elevator today and uh, said that I had been told that there was a hundred people lying to get on the elevator at night, and that this what? woman what? who had nothing to do with Comic Con piped up and she says it's the only line that's worse than Starbucks. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know I, I always complain about getting coffee, but I mean, you can't even like. I, and everybody's just been complaining about the parking. Yeah. Like you had to go park all the way at like Angel Stadium and then take a shuttle here, and then it was raining. And so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, do you they have to park they, and then get another ride yeah. back? To, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm amazed because I mean, if you're going to do a consumer show, I mean, WonderCon isn't that big. I mean, I, I'm guessing yeah. it's probably going to be thirty, forty thousand people, and you know, there's probably, uh, like. I mean, there's 10,000 people maybe at this mm-hmm. uh, volleyball tournament going on. And I mean, there's a lot of people here. And, yeah. you know, it, it, for it to be like, you know, there's weights for dinner. And, and um, well, that's so it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, of course, you expect that at any show, really. Sure. But yeah. uh, it, it is a little bit. I, I'm a little bit surprised at the logistics. Um, but just to get back to your other point, um, I mean, look, Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con is not moving to Anaheim. <laughs> to Anaheim. <laughs> right? We went through that. They're well, staying in San Diego. Phew. <laughs> I've however, been through Anaheim and yeah. <laughs> Nothing right. wrong with it, but uh, Right. Well, I yeah, I hadn't been here in a long time, but I mean it's perfectly fine. Um and you know, it is very uh aside from those some of those transportation issues and everything. I mean, it is very easy to get around on foot for sure. But what about the show itself? I mean, what, what was there news that came well, out of WonderCon? Well, here's an interesting thing. It's actually bigger than uh, the WonderCon in uh, San Francisco because they had more of the floor. I mean, mm-hmm. so they have more exhibitors. They have, like, uh, I mean, it's a pretty vibrant show. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of uh, animation-type booths. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Cartoon Network was here. They were giving out uh, Adventure Time and My Little Pony Bags. Um, oh. You know, they had a big representation for Ridley Scott yeah. yesterday. I mean, DC and Marvel uh-huh. have been going head-to-head with gigantic panels. Uh, they had a huge... Uh, Avengers versus X Men. They announced that okay. Captain Marvel is coming back as Ms. Yes, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, DC has had a bunch of panels, which uh, they they kind of hinted maybe there's going to be more before Watchmen stuff. Um, ah. you know, which of course, uh, you know, no well, just, polarizing opinions there. Just stick out. Stick and poke us in with inside our little cages, would you? Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, uh, IDW had some pretty impressive announcements right. uh, that they're going to, you know, they're doing more Rocketeer stuff. But uh, mm. with Mark Wade and Chris Somney are going to be doing it. Um, they have the license to Judge Dread in the United States, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Uh, the film mm-hmm. is coming out later this year, and they're, apparently they're going to be doing um, bringing back some of the classic material by. Um, by some great artists like Carlos Esquera of the mm-hmm. past and a new material as well. Um, the, the publishers are, they're like, Image is not here. Dark Horse is not here, rather surprisingly. 
Um, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, Marvel and DC have uh, giant booths. Um, Avengers, of course, is the film ta- that everybody is talking about at the Marvel booth. Yeah, of course. Um, so you know, it's con. Uh, it's con. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, there have been yeah. quite a few digital panels that were uh, that were interesting. Um, there was a panel yesterday that was comic uh, book entrepreneurs that I went to. That was that was interesting. Actually, Mike Richardson from Dark Horse was on there, and he's talking about how he started the business with a twenty five hundred dollar. Um, credit card. Uh, it's his book. Uh, his bootstrap story. Yeah. His bootstrap story. Yeah. Um, but the, there was actually some interesting talk of from a retailer on the panel who was saying, you know, that he's not really afraid of digital right now, and but it's uh, not for. He said doesn't foresee digital um, really replacing print for comics for another six or seven years, and um, you know that seems to be kind of a. A, and that's uh, a sweet spot for him because he can uh, <laughs> he yes. can tread water until then. Right. <laughs> and um, so, but just to finish up on uh, the Anaheim story mm-hmm. uh, versus uh, San Diego or uh, what, and versus San Francisco. The one issue this uh, San Francisco uh, considers WonderCon a local show because they do not book enough hotel rooms. I see. And that is what is the problem. Yeah, I see. That is so they don't they, get quite the respect from the. the um, the uh, exactly. center organizers, as exactly. they might. Yeah. It is considered a local show. Right. They want to uh, focus on uh, national shows that bring in people who will spend lots of money. Yes, who have, tra- who have travel budgets and, and entertainment yes. budgets. and that is understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's questionable and yet understandable. So, well, Hopefully you aren't being short-sighted, and, and, but, and there seems as though that might be creeping into the equation here. Well, I, you know, I mean, San Francisco is San Francisco. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a tourist destination anyway. I mean, to me, it's sort of like, well, don't you want to have some shows that enrich the local culture? And, and help them grow. I mean, you know, yeah. this is a really important publishing, sh- uh, you know, uh, uh, independent alternative publishing show, you would think that local business people would want to encourage it and to well, help it grow. Well, you think they want Comic-Con, but maybe not. You mm, know. However, yeah. I've heard that San Jose's uh, facility is also becoming a venue that mm-hmm. a lot of shows are going to. So um, I actually have an interview scheduled with David Lanzer, uh, mm, who runs about the CCI's marketing uh, VP, and uh, after this podcast. And so perhaps I'll be able to uh, reveal more. All in right. My show report. So, but it sounds like an overall uh, positive experience. Yeah, absolutely, at, at the Wonder show Con, is a huge, uh, big, South. The, yeah, the move <laughs> was fine. Uh, like big crowds, big con, uh, big bar. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and naturally, yeah. much discussion of all the issues yes. around it. Um, well, but, but I'll, let, I'll jump to uh, to Austin, Texas, uh, for my uh, this year's experience with South by Southwest. We we also had a few logistical uh, problems. I mean, certainly the hotel situation in Austin. For the interactive part of the festival, which has suddenly just exploded in growth. I mean, it's only five years old, if I'm not mistaken. And apparently this year it eclipsed, uh, I think, film and um, uh, and the music portions uh, of the of the festival. Originally, this thing started as a music festival uh, in size and, you know, attendance and, and general craziness. And I will have to say, unfortunately, in uh, logistical um, uh problems uh, because uh, we were in a hotel much farther out of uh, downtown than I would have liked to have been. Uh, The shuttle system was uh, overwhelmed primarily or in large measure because of the weather. I mean, just as you were mentioning it raining in in California, well, it doesn't rain a whole lot in Texas either, but it it dumped three days of steady rain on um, – 
uh, on on South by Southwest, including cold winds. Uh, it was just impossible to uh, it was impossible to get from one point to another. Uh, it, it, the sun did come out on Sunday and things got got much better. So, but really, the, as always, the programming at South by Southwest really is a great combination of business, technology, and culture. Uh, comics, uh, I, as I discovered last year, my first visit. Uh, uh, is always on the table. I will say this year there seem to be fewer uh, comics programming, really? uh, less than it was last year. Though what there was was really high quality. Um, in particular, um, the the panel uh, how uh, comics journalism is saving uh, your media really had an outstanding panel uh, and a little news that came out of it. I mean the panel included um, uh, Aaron Polgren, who is a uh, the managing director of. Uh, the Medium Consortium, which is a network of about 50 alternative news sources. Uh, Matt Bores um, of uh, Cartoon new, Movement. You know, yeah, the, her Block Award winner. Yes, her Matt Block Bors. Award winner, absolutely. Um, didn't know it at the time when I was down there. Um, Ron Wembley, who um, his book uh, Sentences, the really this, the memoir yes. of Percy Carey, the, um, uh, the the Harlem MC that was uh, ended up being wounded in a drug fight, but really came up with a really inspirational graphic memoir. He was on hand. Uh, Sarah Jaffe at uh, Alternet, who edits and, and advocates for uh, comics journalism. And Susie Cagle, um, who's been featured on our podcast many times, was also there talking about some of her projects and initiatives. Um, Aaron uh, Polgren, who really uh, uh, really had some of the, the real news to come out, although all the panelists really uh, brought really great discussions about just how comics journalism is really kind of the wave of the future, how it draws traffic to your website, uh -huh. how it really is ideal for this moment we live in with really immersive, shareable content. Um, but um, uh, Aaron uh, was really notable for announcing at the panel that she'd received a $12,000 uh, grant uh, from the McCormick uh, Foundation to launch a, a subscription model iPad-based um, comics journalism uh, magazine. Really, it's going to be called Symbolia, a mm -hmm. tablet journal of illustrated journalism. Um, th th there was so this an, is a this is yes. a magazine for tablet. It's, it's not a magazine a, for a tablet. Uh, obviously, initially, yeah. it's going to be based on the iPad, but that she's really gotten a grant plus uh, a matching funds part of the grant uh, to really create born digital comics journalism. Um, and she has a long history in doing it. She's a not only a comics fan, but is a consultant uh, beyond just her her job at the as a managing director of the media consortium, uh, as a uh, consultant and advocate and, and evangelist uh, for comics journalism. Uh, um, we had a great interview uh, in the lobby, uh, in a crazy lobby with people streaming around us, uh, just about the project and where she's going forward. She's really looking to partner with a lot of uh, organizations. I'm trying to look at my notes here very quickly. But uh, look for Symbolia to launch, um, she hopes, sometime by uh, the summer. And um, she's going to be working, like I said, with a wide variety of people to um, to bring different kinds of journalism to the iPad. Uh, Matt Boers was there discussing his new pr uh, project. Um, he's telling stories uh, out of Haiti, really um, training really local um, Haitian journalists to think of in terms of visuals and to think in terms of creating a comic, uh, creating journalism and telling the story, their stories, using comics. Um, Really, uh, just a, really an excellent panel, and really, I think uh, Aaron Paulgren's project really bears uh, sounds yeah paying sounds very to. impressive. It just you know it seems like 
Um, I was on a panel here talking about, you know, how to get attention for your project. And, uh, you know, it just seems like a lot of these tablet projects just are, you know, that seems to be where a lot of energy is going. I, I'm personally, I'm just way more interested in them. Uh yeah, well, for good reason. I mean, this is a, uh, this, pa- this obviously this platform is exploding, and I mean, you know, the the iPad as a platform yes, for all absolutely. kinds of consumption. It's exploding. Comics look absolutely fabulous on it, and we're starting to re- reach this point, obviously, where people are thinking, designing, and creating the comics on the iPad for future display on it. I mean, they're it's born to be to be presented and consumed a little bit differently than it would be if it was a, a initially designed for print comics. Right, so right. we're we're entering full bore into that era right now. But there were a few other things down here that were, re, uh, excuse me, in, in, in Texas that were really kind of interesting as far as comics were concerned. Um, in particular, obviously, Marvel um, uh, launched its new initiatives, uh, Infinite Comics, as well as the uh, Augmented Reality Comics. Uh, full disclosure, because of... Uh, a variety of problems with the logistics of getting around. I missed the Marvel presentation, uh, so unfortunately, it sounds I'm, like a lot. I know a lot of people did because they couldn't get it there. It was, so. you know, it was really kind of awful the first couple of days. Uh, that said, any trip to to Austin and certainly one to South by Southwest really is a delight. I really had a lot of fun when I wasn't fighting in the rain or trying to get from my hotel to the convention center. But uh, obviously, Marvel is launching um, a digital born first. Uh, imprint for comics, as well as um, uh, using uh, augmented reality comics in its print comics. So it's a very interesting um, uh, initiative to tie together its print and digital sides. And obviously, launching it South by Southwest uh, gives it an opportunity, I think, uh, to kind of get away from the uh, the noise at Comic-Con um, of so many people and so many movies, uh, and to get a platform in a sympathetic community, because the digital community is incre- incredible incredibly sympathetic uh, to comics. Indeed, they are big fans of comics. Uh, this was a great uh, platform for Marvel to launch this and kind of, uh, you know, obviously get a little bit of discussion about them uh, and not about DC. Um, but so we're looking forward to see what, how these comics play out, whether fans really want all of these bells and whistles. Though I think we're all certainly interested in seeing what they might they might right. have. Yeah. And one other thing I really would like to mention, maybe two other things very quickly I meant to mention, is Roundtable Comics, uh, a terrific nonfiction comics uh, packaging house and imprint in its own right. Uh, it's run by Corey Blake and David Cohen. They're uh, you know they're launching a digital tablet they're using um, Hachette's app technology. They were down here to uh, give out 2,000 copies of Delivering Happiness, the uh, the comics um, uh, adaptation of Tony C. is uh, you know the Zappos CEO. Mm-hmm. It's really of his story. It's a delightful story. Uh, it's really the graphic uh, memoir version of his print, the best-selling print book. Uh, they t- uh, they told me a good bit about their company, how their their nonfiction inspirational comics has expanded, and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. with Corey and David further for uh, an interview in uh, PW Comics World. But um, those guys were on hand doing a lot of marketing, working with Tony Sia's group, delivering happiness because he's started a separate group that talks about his philosophies toward life that came out of his launching his business. So that was a really, uh, really great effort uh, and also very interesting 
company in Roundtable and how Definitely. it's producing No, they're doing comics. some very cool stuff. So, well, it sounds like there really was, uh, you know, future comics on parade down Absolutely. at uh, South by oh, Southwest One thing I should mention just very quickly on the um, uh, how comics journalism is um, saving your media. Uh, Susie Cagle was on hand really talking about some of the work she's done, her rest, as well as the uh, work she did, um, uh, some of the work she's doing now in putting audio tracks to her comics. So it's not motion comics, but it is an interesting use to int- introduce uh, multimedia into what she's doing. So lots of comics uh, at South by Southwest. Oh, including Daniel Byrne, the uh, creator of Operation Ajax, the uh, graphic right. novel-based uh, book about the um, uh, graphic novel uh, uh, interpretation of the overthrow of uh, of the Iranian democracy by the CIA. He gave a great presentation and looked at all of his how he put this comic together. Anyway, I could go on and on, but uh, really, <laughs> comics hold a really special place in South by Southwest. There could have been more panels, but the ones that were uh, that I w- were able to get to were really excellent. Well, it sounds like there was a lot going on, and, you know, we're just get, kicking off the con season. Um, Emerald City is uh, coming up, and then C2E2, oh, right. mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we're chock-a-block right in the, the the swing, you know, of the countdown to doom. Uh, I mean Comic-Con. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, more to come on that. Um, and uh, before, we, you know, this is an abbreviated on-the-road version, but before we go, we wanted to mention the passing of Jean Mobius Girard, one of the greatest oh, living yes. cartoonists, I mean... um, you know. Up and tell. Great comics. <laughs> yes, guy, and guy. Uh, the airtight garage <laughs> and Arzak, the co-founder sure. of Metal Hulant, the mm-hmm. heavy metal magazine. I was a big um, fan of the Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Blueberry, Lieutenant Blueberry, Euro uh, Westerns. Uh, I love those books. Uh, yes, and obviously Intel. his vision of a science fiction future uh, was so influ- influential to everyone. Yes, and uh, I mean he really – uh, a lot of younger cartoonists are uh, definitely looking to Mobius and that mm-hmm. whole kind of uh, fantasy science fiction, um, philosophical mm-hmm. science fiction. And elegant, uh, extremely as an elegant illustration. Yes, and as well as his like s- extremely simple, clear line yeah. uh, art yes. style, which um, is so uh, antithetical to some of the more uh, detail-intensive uh, mainstream style. So, but anyway, he was, uh, you know, a fantastic person, mourned by so many, and just really one of the greatest talents ever in comics. Um, so, you know, we must salute right. him. Rest in peace, uh, Mobius. Yes. All right. Um, but, well, that's our abbreviated. Uh, that's right. This is our stripped down more to come. Um, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back to full size. Yes. Uh, I must for the skip next... out of my hotel room <laughs> right. and my strong Wi Fi to be thrust back into the wilderness of uh, <laughs> okay. a spotty internet. So, all right. Well, until on that next note, time, absolutely. more to come. Oh, always more to come. <laughs>